Hi, and welcome to Rescuing Churches. If you love pastoral life, ministry, and church revitalization, this is a great place to join the discussion about why the local church matters, how we can help the ones that are in decline, and be an encouragement to their pastors along the way. We'll even get to hear stories from special guests about what God is doing in the church at large. This show is hosted by two guys who serve the local church and is for everyone within the local church. Thanks for tuning in today. Let's go. Hey, church leaders, welcome to Rescuing Churches, the official podcast of 614 Ministries. Let me introduce myself in case it's your first time listening to the show. I am your host and communications director, Josh, and I'm joined by my one and only co-host, who happens to be my dad, Stan. Hey, guys. That's my son, Josh. He's, he's what do you say you are? You're the uh, friendly neighborhood he doesn't even know what he's doing he's over a fr- here. He's friendly. In case you guys haven't like figured this out, like guy. I'm the professional in the room, and he's just right. kind of making stuff up as we go along. Exactly. So we're also joined by our silent partner, who is our podcast producer. His name is Mike Cowher, and we are very grateful that he is here every week, faithfully manning those knobs over there at Mission Control, making sure that everything stays in some kind of just geosynchronous orbit around the planet That's right. and all of yeah, just everything that he does. Because if it, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't even be here or have any idea. We'd just be talking doing. to ourselves, really. Before we dive into this topic. Just no fun. Before we dive into this topic today of pastors and church communicators working together, I just want to remind all, of, all of our listeners to please like, follow, or subscribe so that you never miss a future episode of Rescuing Churches. No matter what podcast platform you're actually on, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, all that stuff, please click on one of those and set your notifications just to keep you posted. Anytime we release a new one, you'll be notified. We're here every single week. We're exploring all of Except for the last three. Except for the last three. <laughs> We're mostly here every single week. You can go back we into took, our, We took a little break. You can go back into our archives and listen. We took a little great. break because it got really busy this summer. However, we also want you to share this. We'd really like you to get your church uh, volunteer staff team listening. Uh, we believe some of the past podcasts and even today's will help you. And we'd love for you to share it with some, if you have some local pastors that are friends, uh, it might be encouraging to them. So the more right. you share, the more it helps us. Click on the share button. If you want to help us, get that word out. That's exactly right. So today we're going to be diving into this topic that's uh, pretty near and dear to my heart of pastors and church communicators working together, which is, uh, and part of the reason it's near and dear to my heart is because I am a church communicator and I've put a lot of time and energy and effort and all sorts of other things that I will not even get into on this podcast <laughs> into being a church communicator. And not only do I work with a pastor, I, I work with a pastor who also happens to be my father. So, so this, you, work, you work with a jerk. <laughs> so this is one of those really, really, really passionate topics for me, interesting topics that just kind of like I was mulling over in my mind and I was like, I should actually write about that. And so it kind of came out in this blog post yeah. and you decided, hey, let's do a podcast. Pretty much writing about what it's like to work with a jerk. <laughs> that's, what the, that's what the podcast is. Let's just Working with jerks. Teamwork. I guess I should retitle it that. There you go. 
What's it, what it's like? To Eight work simple with a jerk. ideas on how to work with a jerk. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. So. <laughs> or old curmudgeon, one or the other. Hey, curmudgeon works. Yeah. So we're going to take these one by one and just go through them. This is how communicators, church communicators, the guys that do a lot of the tech work, need to get along with their pastors and their staff. And I don't envy your role in that at all, Josh. You have a huge, I mean, it's an uphill battle just trying to get me to understand how to turn my phone on. So uh, I totally get that. Preach. Um, yeah. So you have a sentence in here. and By the way, this is on his blog, jdgivens.com. Yep, the Josh Givens blog. So you can see all these terms there if you don't want to hear us babble on and on and on about it yep just go read his blog just go read the book um but let you, you have a sentence in the intro that says let's be honest here there are moments when the connection between pastor and church communicator is incredibly tense awkward and uneasy to say the least i'd like to say i'm offended already <laughs> tense <laughs> already already a little tense over there a little tense yeah i can tell from the and other it's awkward the in the room now so no <laughs> But there are times where you and I get in a, I mean, we're together a lot. So there are times where we get in this little lockup about, you know, I love it when you tell me this, Dad, you just can't do that. And I'm like, I think there's a way to make that like that or whatever I'm wanting to create in my head that you, I imagine it to be very easy. Yeah. And you're like, That's, you're, you're out of your mind, Dad. You don't even know what it is. And then you use a word like pixels and pixie sticks and <laughs> dust and stuff. And I'm out. I'm just like, okay. You know, then there's a I'm, mega something. In I'm there. over here looking for my magic wand yes. from you know <laughs> from uh, you know my collection of Disney magic wands to wave and cast some sort of spell to create what you want to see right. on the screen on Sunday. That usually is not going to happen. Right, right. So, so we recognize that between pastoral staff and church comms guys, there's often pretty big gulf of what's possible and what's expected and all right. that, and that's where some of the tension comes from. Um, and these ideas you have are really good. It's a work relationship. It, they're good because both the church comms guy and the pastor are trying to get the message of the gospel yes. crystal clear yes. uh, into, into the people's hands and hearts and eyes Which is and the ears. key here. We uh, have the same passion. Yes. The same drive and purpose. Yes, and purpose. And same purpose. Behind both of us. So sometimes you got to just take these these tips that Josh has given to help get that taken care of. Right. And here's one of the ideas. Go to lunch or coffee together and get to know each other's hearts. Please. Yes. Please. So you, you explain to them what you're thinking there. I mean, yeah. you and I do lunch all the time. So. Right. And this is in no particular order, guys. So just there's no secret formula to any of this. This is just the first one I threw out there. But I think that, and, and this obviously from those of you who have either had jobs in the secular world or maybe you're bivocational or trivocational or wide vocational <laughs> right, as right. some people in ministry that we know i.e. overwork burnout you know that this doesn't just apply to ministry but uh, i think a lot of com- miscommunication and the tension and the frustrations that we're talking about can result from not having enough um, time together and right. actually communicating with each other right um and it could just be avoided if you would actually take the time to sit down for a little while and have some time together outside of and away from the ministry stuff. Yeah. So go sit down in a nice restaurant and just have lunch. Yeah, the, and, the atmosphere changes the way the dialogue happens too, so that's a good idea. Exactly. Exactly. Really good idea. Yeah. So and and just you know get to know each other and ask questions that don't even have anything to do about ministry stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, especially if it's somebody who's on your staff or somebody you're working with that you don't know that well. Right. Or that's new, 
or if they've been there for a while, but you don't know them that well, first of all, shame on you. Secondly, you should just ask, hey, build a connection, yeah, build a connection. You know what? Tell me a little bit about your family or, you know, I heard your your kids were going to mm-hmm. such and such a school and, you know, what that's what's that like? Are they playing any sports or something like that? Sure. Open up some have some questions there um, and also ask them about their ministry history. You know, I, I think that's always good. You can talk ministry stuff, and they might want to talk about that. Um, and in the process, you young whippersnappers yes. that are mostly the comms guys and us old curmudgeons that are mostly the pastors, uh, you might actually learn that your pastor doesn't know anything you're talking about. <laughs> so, right. Which just says there's a generation which, issue there. Which actually is, believe it or not, guys, and I speak to both people here, is not the point of this lunch or coffee. Correct. You're not at this lunch or coffee to talk about what the pastor does or what the techie does. Yeah. You're just there to build the relationship. Right. Get to know. And that will help the two of you work together when you're doing ministry stuff. Correct. Your your connection, your relationship, and your, your empathy and your understanding of one another in those moments that could have been heated might not be because you took the time beforehand to actually Very well said. build a really good relationship. Very well said. Have an open mind. Right. And I think you, know, you might actually build a friendship with each other, you mm-hmm. know? Well, that's very, very well said. So we also, uh, number two, you say we should affirm and thank each other. Please. Yes. <laughs> thank you, son. <laughs> thank you, son, for helping with our communications at the church and at 614. There, I did it. <laughs> you, did, you did do it. Yeah. And thank you for being <laughs> a wonderful lead pastor and a, uh, great, and a great executive director. Uh, we're all getting along better now. I'm good. Yes. Why, why are we even going to finish the podcast? I don't know, but I just want to hug. So... But but you're right. That that affirmation is so important. And and some I think it pe- is. Some people it's it's literally their love language, so you're gonna be filling them up to That's right. To, to go longer distances. Some people it's not their love language, but the affirmation still affirms what they're doing so they keep moving in that direction. You're you're letting them know this is the way we need to be working on that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Thank Here. each other every so often and please it will, like you say, it, I I think it will go a long way in and really filling somebody's tank, especially if words of affirmation are a love language for them. It's, you know, we tend to think of that in terms of like, you know, marriages and dating relationships, which is obviously true. But even in ministry relationships, you're going to want that kind of stuff to be there. It sounds a little cheesy. I get it. Um, But thank and compliment your pastor. Mm -hmm. Thank and compliment your techies and your comms guys. It will really will in the long run serve to strengthen those ties and those bonds on a regular basis. Yeah, I, I love that. And, I mean, that, it's really across the board for your whole staff. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, you exactly. Got, you got to thank the people that clean. You got to thank oh, the people. Big, oh, big time. And, and I remind our pastors, because um, you can come in on a Sunday and something not be cleaned and not be right and, and the you know, the PowerPoint doesn't look like you wanted it to or whatever. Um, but you need to remember how many hours were spent preparing it, even though you didn't get it exactly like you wanted. There were hours invested in that person's life. I was life. hoping that the sleepless hours I spent designing those really cool graphics for your sermon oh, this morning. Was killer awesome. Yeah. And and Great. and you asked me the night before, um, you said something about the, your opening illustration and that you wanted to take a look at it. And I, I told you what? No. I said no. Yeah. yeah. You will not. You want, you want me to see it live on the screen? You will not see those graphics until you 
Yeah. Step out so on the we stage. Used, we used a lot of SEC logos, <laughs> Southeastern Conference football logos today to do a, a football reference. Some, and, and some great fo- te- football photoshopping and got our graphics. People cheering and all that good stuff. So it was good. It's good. Um, but, again, a lot of compliments, a lot of thanks for all that. And you got to remember the guys that spend time getting getting the songs on the screen for you, getting – your sound system working, sweeping, and cleaning the bathrooms, they spent hours doing oh, yeah. some of that. And if they didn't do it good, they tried probably. Exactly. And you should you should affirm them and then, you know, if you need to make adjustments, make adjustments. But be careful not to be a very thankful pastor. It's so important. Right. Uh, number uh, three, you want to ask questions to seek to genuinely learn from each other. Yes. Um, and I would say that, if there's something that you need to know or really want to know about the role or the territory of the other person, just ask. Right. So we can all serve better and more effectively when we actually understand, I think, the role of the other person and how that role functions. Um, so like for the lead pastor or any pastor, any elder, any teacher in the church, if there's something about the tech that they need to know or how it operates or, you know, Hey, if you're going to be out and we'd like to, you know, I'm just throwing an example out there, kick the live stream on, on Wednesday night, but so-and-so is out. Could you train us on how to do that? Um, That kind of, you know, that kind of communication is very, very healthy. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, when when you hear somebody who's very um, earnest in wanting to learn like that, you should respond to it. Right. I think that's good both ways. It, it works both ways. Yeah, and, and I'm going to add as the curmudgeon in the room, the old fogey. Um, there Here we go. There are things about church comms I'm never going to understand. It's not my generation. It, it's not my stuff. Amen. And I literally don't want to spend the limited amount of brain muscle I have left in life <laughs> To get there. I just don't want to know how that's supposed to work and why it works that way and how in the world that looks like that. It just all happens magically. I'm just going to be glad somebody else can do it and let it happen. Let it happen. I don't want to know. And and so sometimes as a pastor and as a church comms guy, you got to admit, you know, this is my wheelhouse. This is your wheelhouse. Yep. Um, You don't know how I do some of the stuff I do. That's exactly right. And you don't want to know. I would I do, never sorry. want to know. <laughs> but, I, but I want to say this because, Josh, you and I have a very unique uh, position on this because you are my son, and we've been doing side-by-side ministry for years. I mean, it's really since you were 10, 11 years old. I don't know. Yep. Um, you've been you've been hanging with our ministry team. And in the last 15 years or so, you go on a lot of my ministry calls with me. Yep. Um You've been able to—we go to churches together, obviously, with 614, but but even here at Northside, some days you'll go with me to a visit or go do a meeting with another church member, whatever. So I would like to say to the pastors that are listening and church comms guys, but, but even to pastors in the full staff, at some point, even though your staff are all volunteers, they have other full-time jobs— sometimes you need to say, hey, if you get off early today, I'd like you to go with me to the hospital— let the people on your staff see you do your thing as a pastor. Exactly. Because it's exactly what you're talking about. They will begin to recognize some of your strengths and gifts and we, and some of your weaknesses. You know, yeah. they'll, they'll see you awkward in a room. Yeah. You know, if you're an introvert, they'll see you very awkward for a little right. bit and recognize right. that. But you're learning about each other. Just what exactly. you're saying, you're, you're learning about each other and you're helping each other. 
Um, and, and I really think the pastor should invite his volunteer staff on their days off or on their gaps in their schedule to say, on, on Thursday, I'm doing this. You know, I'm going to take another pastor to lunch. Anybody want to go with me? Exactly. Right? Uh, or I'm going to go meet with so-and-so on the deacon board. Any one of y'all want to go with me? That's right. And and if you can do that, by you being with me a bunch, you've been able to discern a lot about how oh, yeah. ministry works and relieve me. You're like, oh, man, Dad doesn't need to be worried about that because he got all this going on. He needs, I got that. Right. Exactly. So I think that's good. That's good. In fact, I think I remember saying that about something just like yesterday. <laughs> Pretty much so, yeah. <laughs> Announcement's coming on that. So number four, I love how uh, succinct you are on this one. Admit when you're at fault. I think I think all I wrote for this was just do it. Yeah, no excuses. No excuses. Yeah, when you're wrong, just, just go. Hey, I was totally I was, wrong about. I that. I was wrong about that. <laughs> yeah, and apologies to you and the rest of the staff. And let's move on. That's all you have to do. <laughs> Nobody has to beat me or wallow in the mud about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do not make excuses. Just make an apology. Right. It's really that simple. And and this, I mean, it's just a standard reality for I think. Ministry relationships in general. Yeah, I love this. Remember, number five, remember that no one is perfect. Even Jesus had trouble with his staff. I put staff in quotation marks yeah, there. I like that. There, I thought there that was, was so good. There's yeah. a lot of places I could have gone with that, but yeah. I just decided to stay away from the pastor's kids' jokes right. that right, I could have made. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. But he did. He had trouble with his boys. He did, yeah. And uh, and and really, I mean, when you think about it, if you, if you read the New Testament, I mean, you know, the disciples weren't flawless. By any stretch of the imagination, mm-hmm. um, you know, Jesus was continually having to call them back to this standard of holiness and right. Hey, pay attention and stop trying to murder people in the garden while I die for their sins. Exactly, yeah. simple thing. Exactly. Like that. Yeah, please you, stop you, doing that. Did you wake up and pray for me while my face bleeds? Right, that kind of that kind of yeah. stuff. And then at the same time that he was doing that, he was doing what? He was still showing grace to them. Lots of grace. Still showing mercy to them. So And training. I think we have to remember the same thing applies to us. God doesn't call us because we're perfect. Um, he's perfecting us and working on us as we're called. He doesn't make choices and ministry appointments based on who people are, um, but on who they'll actually become. Yeah, and we're supposed to iron sharpen iron, rub off each other's create create what it takes to sharpen each other by Absolutely. by that friction. So the friction is part of our emotion. So number six, build a team atmosphere together and then be an integral part of that team. Yes, please do that. I think that unity is really encouraged when people can come together through I mean, it can even just be, you know, I threw a few examples in here, some really fun activities. There's some great stuff you can do together as a staff. Um, you know, we've done stuff like this here. Other churches that I know of and that you've served on have done stuff like this where you can have like a staff retreat, go do something like an escape room. Those are really popular right now, mm-hmm. um, or at least they used to be. Um, bowling nights. And I just locked the staff in a room and not let them out for just, a while? Yeah, is that the lock, same thing? Just yeah. lock them up, yes. Lock is that what around. an escape key, escape room really is? <laughs> it could be, and sort of. I'm thinking you're kind of getting some uh, some ideas here. Yeah. But I mean, even, <laughs> just, even just a bowling night or a hiking trip or find something that, that a lot of people on your staff really like to do and just go take them to do it. Yeah, and, I, and my, my staff loves coming over and just sitting, sitting at the house having a good, 
you know, a light meal or a good meal, yep. grilled burgers and hot dogs or whatever. Right. And just sitting around and fellowshipping, you know. Right. So, sometimes we just like to chill, you know. It doesn't have to be – we're not having a big staff. Now, we'll have a staff meeting like that where, where Nett and I will say, hey, we're grilling out for everybody. Yep. But we don't have to do that. Sometimes we just say, hey, y'all just come over and hang. And we're going to eat and we'll just sit back and talk and laugh. And yeah, exactly. So, exactly. When it cools off a little bit, we'll do the little fire pit out back or whatever. So. Yeah, and I'll say if you if you do decide to take some retreats or something like that, you can always – and, and, you know, I even remember some of these just from my, like, junior high days. But you can do this with your staff as well. Incorporate some cool activities that are like the trust building, you know, exercises. And the ropes course. Stuff or like low that. Rope, yeah. Low ropes element. All that whatever. cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's good. Great for personal connection. Mm-hmm. Number seven, always have a regular staff meeting. Yep. And we have a staff meeting at our church coming up, I believe. Or yeah, coming up this week. It's on my calendar uh, that... You know, these regular sessions will allow for pastors, and we're talking about pastors and church communicators specifically. Um, a lot of this applies to everybody, but specifically for pastors and church comms directors, these kinds of regular staff meetings will allow f- for, you know, these two people to be able to voice things that might be easier said in the company of other people. So right. sometimes there's that, you know, and this goes back to the, the fact that there might be like a little bit of like a tension or an awkwardness there or something. Mm-hmm. If there is, you know, for one of the guys in the, whether it's the pastor or the techie, he might be thinking, Hey, there's something I really want to tell him, but I'd rather say that when there's nine other people in the room, right, right. you know, I'd really rather say that yeah. when so-and-so Somebody is, may echo my, so-and-so is there because I know he's going to buffer that yeah. or agree with me yeah, or he, he may echo it. And yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, or he may go, oh, I, don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that. So yeah. it's that kind of thing. And so staff meetings are really important for that. Um, so have those staff meetings and you should be, you know, checking on things like progress and struggles and let, let them ask questions and, um, you know, work on decisions that all of you might need to make together mm-hmm. and, and stuff. And I think pastors and communications directors will work better together when they see how things are going on within the staff and then they, they can make adjustments together as needed. That's good. That's good. And then lastly, really important too, though, I would, I would say last, but definitely not least, you should pray together and for one another should have a network of Absolutely. prayer as staff and, you know, church common pastor praying together, helping each other. Absolutely. Every, every church leader, everybody on staff, elders, worship leaders, pastors, comms directors, every person in the church who's in a leadership role shoulders enormous weights and responsibilities every single week mm-hmm. while they're also simultaneously jug- juggling all of the responsibilities and things in their own personal lives right. every week. So ministry really means like hard days sometimes. Very hard. It means a lot of long hours, and we all need prayer and support from each other. So shoot out that text message. You know, check on somebody and say, hey, how are you doing this week? Are you hanging in there? Is everything okay? You know, and if it's not, pray for that person. Or if you don't hear a reply back for a while, you should you should say a little prayer right there. That's right. And, That's right. and say, hey, I'm not hearing back from someone, so maybe I need to call them, you know. Text a prayer, whatever you need to do, but but That's I right. agree with you. And ministry is very stressful and hard, very fulfilling. It's that complicated thing in ministry where it's like, man, I love 
how hard this is, <laughs> you know. But I feel like I'm going to die. <laughs> but I'm so happy. So there, there's there's two sides to it, and it is a blast, but it's also very hard. It's at a times. very very annoying. And we weight. should check on each other's stuff. Right. I think and that's we should, excellent. We should help each other carry the weight, carry the burden, and I think that for services to run smoothly, effectively, and efficiently, digital media to operate effectively. Pastors and church communicators need to be able to work in tandem and do everything that they can to bring honor and glory to God. And we should be able to do that together. It shouldn't just be this thing where it's like, hey, we show up and we, we're just kind of like chips in the night where we just pass right. each other in the service right. and hardly ever say anything to each other. And, you know, you do your thing and stay in your lane and I'll stay in my lane. It, it's not how it works. That's right. It's not how it works. Well, I'd like to say I've enjoyed this chat and I don't feel like there's any tension between us now. So right. everyone can rest easy that, you know. There's no awkwardness between our church comms guy and the pastor. Which is good, because if there was, there would also be a family problem, and we would be in like family counseling or something like that. <laughs> right, so if right. any of you out there know of any good family counselors... Oh, we no, do. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, I'm kidding. One, one of our board members. Get a great family counselor. Just remember, we're all on the same team. If I could summarize this whole episode in one sentence, it would be, hey, we're all on the same team. And work at that. Let's work at it. Actually work at it. Yeah, Actually. good. Excellent. All right, guys, it's going to do it for us today. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rescuing Churches. We hope you found it all inspiring and helpful. My name is Josh. That's my dad, Stan, silent partner, Mike. We'll catch you guys next time. You've been listening to Rescuing Churches, a discussion for the local church and its leaders. This show is brought to you by 614 Ministries. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at 614 Rebuild and visit us online at 614ministries.org. Also, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Thanks for listening.